This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org. This is Dave Iverson. There's probably nothing that worries more those who live with Parkinson's than the prospect of cognitive decline. How likely that decline may or may not be, and what can be done to both treat and prevent those cognitive concerns, is now a key area of Parkinson's research. Dr. Jamie Eberling is the Senior Associate Director of Research Programs at the Michael J. Fox Foundation, and we talked recently about the cognitive symptoms people living with Parkinson's may face. Some of those symptoms are similar to what you see in Alzheimer's disease, like memory problems. But some of them are a little different, and those would include things like difficulty with attention, difficulty in planning and organizing activities, difficulty in in solving problems, and just sort of a slowness of thinking. Sometimes people refer to that as problems with executive function. Could you describe a little bit more, perhaps, about what that term actually includes? I think the origin of that term is sort of what does an executive do? And an executive at a company is required to do many things at one time and juggle many different activities, and they're multitasking. And this is often an issue with some Parkinson's patients that they can't do that. They have difficulty doing that. So being able to focus on more than one thing is difficult. Like just about every other aspect of living with Parkinson's, the cognitive challenges in the disease vary from patient to patient and range across a broad spectrum, from problems with multitasking to a condition known as MCI, or mild cognitive impairment, to more extensive dementia. And it also appears that people who happen to have a particular set of both of the disease's motor and non-motor features may be at greater risk for cognitive issues. There do seem to be certain symptoms that put one more at risk for cognitive problems, things such as gait problems. People who have more gait problems and postural instability tend to be at greater risk for cognitive decline. That doesn't mean that everybody has those problems or going to have cognitive problems as well, but there does seem to be an association. There are other symptoms that are also associated with greater risk for cognitive decline, and that would be things like apathy, excessive daytime sleepiness, depression. All of these things tend to put one at higher risk. Conversely, those whose Parkinson's disease is connected to the LARC2 genetic mutation appear to be less likely to contend with cognitive decline. But why cognitive problems emerge in Parkinson's is something researchers are just beginning to understand. We already know that a sticky protein called alpha-synuclein clumps up in the brain of someone with Parkinson's and seems to play a direct role in the cell death that leads to both the motor and non-motor symptoms of the disease. And that same protein clumping appears to be tied to cognitive loss as well. We do know from some studies that the protein alpha-synuclein that clumps in the brain clumps in areas that are involved in cognitive function. So we do think that some of the impairment is due to the clumping of alpha-synuclein. But we think that there may be other causes as well. We know that certain areas of the brain tend to shrink, and those areas that shrink are also areas that are involved in cognition, and that probably plays a role as well. 
The role that protein clumping and brain cell loss play in Parkinson's is, of course, not dissimilar to what happens when a different protein, called beta amyloid, clumps up in Alzheimer's. The bad news is that someone with Parkinson's can also have Alzheimer's-type protein clumping, and vice versa. The good news is that research aimed at treating cognitive loss in one disease may also benefit the other. Most of the drugs that are aimed at treating symptoms are aimed at increasing the function of different chemicals in the brain. So one of them, acetylcholine, we know is impacted greatly in both Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's disease. And I would say that most of the treatments that have been tried to date target that system. One of those acetylcholine-boasting drugs is Exelon, the only drug that's been approved so far to combat dementia in Parkinson's. Everling is optimistic that more symptomatic treatments are on the way. But she says the greater goal is to stop cognitive decline before it even starts. And that takes us right back to finding a way to reduce or break up the alpha-synuclein clumping. That would be the holy grail. That's what we're, we're working on every day here. If we could slow or stop disease progression, that should stop motor symptoms and cognitive symptoms. For more information about cognitive decline in Parkinson's and what's being done to stop it, join Dr. Jamie Eberling and Rush University's Dr. Jennifer Goldman for our next Third Thursday webinar on August 20th. You can register at michaeljfox.org webinars. I'm Dave Iverson. This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org. Thank you.